The Reds have to take advantage of trades since they refuse to participate in any meaningful free agent excursion. So enter the Alfredo Simon rule. I'll tell you what I mean and who fits the criteria currently on the roster for the Reds. Plus, later on, I have a thought about Clint Frazier. That's all coming up on today's Locked On Reds podcast. Thanks for joining me. You are Locked On Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I found the Locked On Reds podcast and thank you for making me your first listen of the day. Today, we're going to be talking about quite a bit pertaining to the idea of extrapolating the most value out of a player who maybe outperformed his career norms in a season. I'm going to break that down here in just a moment. Plus, we'll talk about Clint Frazier as well. Got a question from somebody about that on Twitter, and I wanted to address that. Before we jump into that, though, I wanted to let you know that, well, first off, thank you for listening. I'm Jeff Carr, the host of the Lockdown Reds podcast, super fan and addict of the Cincinnati Reds. I've turned that addiction into information for you. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, make sure you're doing so and subscribe right here on YouTube. That way you don't miss anything I've got for you this off season. Something that I've noticed a lot has been different moves that have been made. Whether you're talking about things like, like players, former Reds being signed and things like that. I I saw Anthony D. Sclafani got a contract extension from, well, not extension. He got re-signed by the Giants. Last year, he made $6 million. He's going to be making a lot more than that. Three years, $36 million for the San Francisco Giants to retain Anthony D. Sclafani on the roster. Good for him. Nice to see that he's making a little bit of dough. There's been a bunch of other signings as well that you can check out all over the Lockdown Podcast Network. All right, the Alfredo Simon rule. It's something that I talked about yesterday on the podcast a lot. If you missed that, go back and check that out. It's the idea of taking a player that maybe had a really, really good year, but you're not exactly expecting that. And based on the rest of his career, not necessarily something that fits into the context of his career. Simon, looking back on Alfredo Simon, in 2014, he had an amazing year, but it wasn't what his career had been to that point. And the Reds traded him for the then number five prospect in the Detroit Tigers organization. We know him as Eugenio Suarez. And we always say the things like, you know, we always kind of joke a bit about uh, the bloated corpse of Alfredo Simon. And and while that's just us being cheeky, he wasn't very good for the Tigers that next year. They cut him, the Reds brought him back, and he wasn't really good for the Reds that final year. That was the last year of his career. Simon was 33 at that point in time. And, And what I mean by not lining up with his career norms It's that coming up to that point. So 2014, he'd already been in the league for a little bit before that, mostly with the Orioles. And with the Orioles, he was a reliever, not so much as he was a starter. However, in 2011, they decided to try him out as a starting pitcher. So it's not as if he didn't have any experience before the Reds thrust him into the rotation. And in 2012, he made, or 2011, he made 16 starts and he had a 4.9 ERA. 
So he wasn't really that bad, but he wasn't really that good either. Just kind of in the middle. They put him back in the bullpen in 2012 and 2013 for the Reds, and he flourished. You'll look at the numbers. He had ERAs in the twos. Now his FIP says he was getting a little bit lucky, but still a pretty darn good pitcher out of the bullpen. So in 2014, they tried it out in the rotation, and he blossomed in 32 starts. He had a 3.44 ERA. Absolutely great stuff from Alfredo Simon. The thing of it was, he really wasn't a starting pitcher. And the Reds knew that, and they flipped them for a really good prospect, Eugenio Suarez, who, honestly, I think he's going to bounce back next year and kind of be a little bit closer to the idea of the face of the franchise than he was in 2021. But you got that for Alfredo Simon. That's something that the Reds really need to see if they can take advantage of Yet again, something Nick Crawl needs to focus on. So what, what am I talking about? Basically, the Alfredo Simon rule is this. Looking for a player on the roster who played above their career trajectory, somebody who had an amazing season based on what the rest of their careers look like and is in his 30s. There are a couple of guys like that who I want to talk about coming up here in just a minute. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Head on over there today and create your profile with the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. You'll get a bigger cash pile to make some money off your sports knowledge at betonline.ag just by using the promo code Locked On. And it's bankroll, not cash pile, bigger bankroll. Go over there today, check out their brand new interface that they've updated for the basketball season. As college basketball is underway, you've got the NBA already underway and NFL and NCAA football coming into the prime of the season. Check them out today on all those lines. You've also got NHL, UFC, you've got boxing as well. And there's some off-season futures for Major League Baseball all on betonline.ag coupled with your favorite Vegas casino games. That's betonline.ag. Set up your profile today with the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit and start making some cash off your sports knowledge today at betonline.ag, where the game starts. Also, get your television together. Get it, get it together. Stop it with the multiple profiles. I mean, you probably got a profile for your favorite movies on a different streaming app. You've got another streaming app for your favorite television shows, maybe even another one for your favorite sporting events. Stop all that nonsense and use DirecTV Stream. Head on over to directtv.com right now and learn about the different entertainment packages they have. They've got everything, whether you're talking about your favorite shows, your favorite movies, sports, Reality TV, news, all of that stuff is on DirecTV Stream. Learn about it today at directtv.com, and you can find all the different options that they have available to you. When you're talking about DirecTV Stream, though, you got to have one of those compatible devices, which I think most of us have at this point, and the contents vary by package. All right, so the Alfredo Simon rule. Looking for a player who not necessarily was playing to his career trajectory, a guy who maybe outperformed, you know, skied out over his skids. Which, by the way, thanks for making Lockdown Reds your hashtag first listen. Tomorrow we got a great episode. Lucas Smith from the St. Louis Cardinal or Lockdown Cardinals podcast is going to join me. We're going to talk about Scott Rowland. You're going to see me agree with a Cardinals fan. That's going to be interesting. <clears throat> but let's look at a couple of guys on the Reds' current roster right now. They could take advantage of the 
Alfredo Simon rule. First guy, Tyler Naquin. He's a guy that I've talked about a couple of times for the Reds to move on from different reasons. I think this is a player that they could get some value for. A guy that if they find the right trade partner, they could turn him into the kind of prospect that a Eugenio Suarez was. Turn, uh, you know, maybe find somebody in the outfield who's younger and a little bit more talented with a higher upside. Maybe you can find another relief pitcher or... Probably somebody better than a relief pitcher. But yeah, that's the whole point of this is to use a guy like Tyler Naquin who had a good 2021 and turn him into a diamond, like trade him for a diamond in the rough type dude. I think the Reds have the ability to do this. They've got a pretty good scouting department and Nick Crawl needs to lean on him. And what I'm talking about with Tyler Naquin fitting into the Alfredo Simon rule in 2021, he had in 2021, he had a batting average of 270. And that was pretty solid. He had an OPS of 809, which was the best OPS he's had since his rookie season, his amazing rookie season, where he had a 128 OPS plus. All of these numbers are meaning that in his rookie year, he was phenomenal. He was amazing, but he only did it in 321 at bats. Ever since then, he's never quite lived up to that potential. He didn't play full-time in Cleveland. He was a part-time dude, and he was okay in a part-time role. But when he came to the Reds, he kind of flourished this past season. Now, again, we said it was in the month of April and the month of August that he did most of his damage. So I think that's where the Reds need to start. They need to understand that this dude being a little bit streaky and the fact that you look at his past years that he's played – Yeah, he did pretty well in 127 games for the Reds, but what's most likely to happen? Is he most likely to improve on those numbers? Are these indicators that he's going to continue to get better? He's 31 years old now. It's not something that is going to be a given. I don't necessarily think that they could bet on him continuing to get better next season. I feel like they're already just kind of plugging him into an outfield spot and just saying, here we go. We've got Tyler Naquin. We don't need to worry about anything. They could probably turn him into a prospect like a Eugenio Suarez and or, you know, a, a trade prospect like a Eugenio Suarez and really build around somebody like that. Tyler Naquin could be a dude that they flip. And I really want them to explore this because, yeah, they could maybe even sell a trade partner on, sure, he could get better from where he is right now. Plus, he's going to make a little bit more money as do a raise this upcoming season. Another guy that I want them to look into possibly trading, you're going to find this interesting. Kyle Farmer. There's a lot of people that are out there wanting the Reds to really commit to Kyle Farmer, make him the everyday shortstop, move Jose Barrero to center field or something like that. Let me tell you about Kyle Farmer. Kyle Farmer, for his entire career, hasn't played anywhere close to as many games as he did this last season. He played 97 games in 2019. He played 147 in 2021. Of course, 2019 being his first year as a Red. But when you look at this past season, the OPS plus of 86 that he posted, still below average, still 14% below your league average hitter, that is by far and away the best year he's ever had in that statistic. And that's kind of the overall number that I like to use when you're talking about a hitter's profile. His statistics kind of all encapsulate into an OPS plus number. That 263 average, sure, that's fine. 316 on base, you'd like to see that be a little bit better. 416 slugging, the best of his career. So, put all that together, 
you get a dude that I think that some people are saying, well, he got everyday playing time and he flourished. If this is him flourishing, the Reds need to make good on that value right now. They need to start contacting teams and being like, we got this dude who's a pretty versatile player, and I think he could really help you out. Let's talk about that number five prospect on your team. That would be an amazing thing, and I'd be super excited to see the Reds do that because if they're going to sit here and tell us that they're going to trade Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray to see what kind of value they can get out of them while also not paying their contracts, I think they need to be realistic about the guys who they could get value for that aren't necessarily the most obvious trade chips. Kyle Farmer and Tyler Naquin being the chiefest among those. The two guys that I look at on this roster and think those dudes could really bring back some value and could really turn into something for this Reds team. And I think the greatest value for both of those guys would be as trade chips. I don't think Kyle Farmer is getting better than what we saw this past season. What we saw was solid. What we saw was Pretty nice. His month of July, phenomenal. Only beat by the fact that Joey Votto decided to hit a home run in every single game he played that month. Okay, not really. Almost. Almost there. But when you're talking about his month of July, that was amazing. If you take out that month of July and you look at every other month, kind of mediocre. So I'm not thinking that the Reds need to go all in on Kyle Farmer and commit to him as an everyday shortstop, I think his best value to the team is once again being that super utility guy who can move around the diamond, who can be a good bench bat for you late in the game. But if you can turn that guy into a possible everyday starter one or two years down the road, do it. Absolutely do it. This is Nick. This would be Nick Crawl being a smart general manager if you could turn the 2021 performance of Kyle Farmer into an A. Eugenio Suarez-like prospect. And I know, look, I, I get it. There's a reason that these trades are rare. There's a reason that you don't see teams fleecing other teams on a daily basis. It just doesn't happen very often. But these are two guys that the Reds could consider that type of move with. They could consider an altering, a franchise altering move. And I think they should do it. Tyler Naquin and uh, Kyle Farmer could bring back some real value to the Reds, I'm convinced. All right, coming up in just a minute, I want to pivot a little bit. We talked about the Alfredo Simon rule. I got a question on Twitter that I want to address about Clint Frazier. That's coming up here in just a moment. Before we get to that, though, I I, I wanted to let you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that time of year, that tomorrow we are going to have a great episode with Lucas Smith from the Locked On Cardinals podcast. I will agree, at least I think I will agree. I, I guess we haven't really hashed that out yet, but I will agree with a St. Louis Cardinals fan. But it's only going to be because it's about a guy who also used to be a Red. Scott Rowland is back on the Hall of Fame ballot, and we're going to tell you why he deserves to be in. At least I'm going to. If Lucas is getting ready to fight me on that, it's going to be interesting. Anyway, we'll find out tomorrow. Right here, it'll be a crossover. Lockdown Reds and Lockdown Cardinals. Haven't had uh, Lucas on since the last time the Reds and the Cardinals faced, which was a little bit ago. It'll be good to talk to him again. All right. Clint Frazier has been a hot topic. In fact, last offseason, you remember there were those false reports that the New York Yankees had actually finished off a deal that would send Luis Castillo to the Yankees for... Clint Frazier and a package of like other players that really didn't amount to a hill of beans. 
so, there were a lot of people that started to wonder, how good is this Frasier guy, really? He's had a lot of hype, and it's actually something that I've thought about a lot ever since that trade was falsely reported, is what value could Clint Frazier bring to the team? So I got this question on Twitter yesterday, which made me think about it, and it stemmed from an article that Doug Gray had written at Red Leg Nation talking about the fit of Clint Frazier as a Cincinnati Red. The question comes from Chris Austin. He says, I would love to hear some some of your thoughts on this as well. Should the sense, and this is from the Red Leg Nation tweet, should the Cincinnati Reds look into picking up Clint Frazier? Picking up being the key word, because they designated him for assignment. I believe he's passed through waivers and all that stuff and become a free agent. So he's out there. This isn't something that the Reds are going to have to put together some kind of package of like low-level prospects and and give up on a couple of dart throws to get a guy like Clint Frazier. And and to kind of actually sorry about that. <clears throat> to expound on this idea, you got to know a little bit about Frazier. Frazier has had all of the hype in the world and according to Aaron Boone, according to scouts within the Yankees organization, their front office people, Clint Frazier is an ultra talented guy. And when you saw his 2020 numbers, they kind of bared that out. He was really good in 2020. Again, shortened season, hard to extrapolate from that, but he looked good there because they gave him the everyday left field position and he went off. The thing of it is he's always been injury prone, which immediately at least raises somewhat of a red flag to me. But the nice thing is I think that brings down his value a little bit. Last season through arbitration, he got a raise up to $2 million. Chances are you could probably have him for around that much, maybe you know, 2 or $3 million, something like that. That is well within the range of financial stability, reability, whatever. What I would think the Reds would be willing to pay for a dude that you could slot into right field or left field, depending on if you want to leave Jesse Winker in left field, if you want to move him to right field, however that would work. But you could sign Clint Frazier and kind of plug him in. But like I said, the injury-prone thing is a bit concerning. This last season, an undisclosed injury pretty much meant that he didn't play the second half of the season. I think he played a little bit of rehab starts in August, and then he, he pulled himself out of the lineup and he shut him he shut down. There were no reports as to what the injury was, and there was rampant speculation that kind of got to the point as I was reading through some different articles, almost seemed a little bit attacking on the part of, you know, the part of people reporting about Frazier and maybe some unfair things said about him. There were some more than a couple of people that said that it had something to do with vertigo, but that was never confirmed. So there was a lot of things that were speculated on, but nothing was ever said or confirmed as to why he missed so much time. So that's a little bit concerning because it's not as if we know what it is or if he will be completely healthy if the Reds were to go for him. But when healthy, he's good and could go a long way to fill the void left by Castellanos out in the outfield, and he could do it for a fraction of what Castellanos is going to cost, which as much as I hate to really give a crap about you know money and stuff like that in baseball because money in baseball just doesn't like compute. It's not like real world money to me. I mean, did you see that signing by Wander Franco? He signed a 12-year, $233 million deal. That sounds like a ton of money to me, but there's a ton of people that are thinking that he got fleeced by his own team. 
I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I think it's cool for Rays fans that they're going to have a guy that they can actually purchase his jersey and hang out a while in. So that's kind of nice. But when I look at, you know, the Reds and what they have self-imposed on themselves, that they're going to be cheapos, this fits within the Reds being a cheapo. They could go get Clint Frazier, and if he's healthy, which, let's be honest, it's impossible to predict, especially whenever the injury or the ailment is undisclosed. But say Clint Frazier's healthy, the upside is huge for the Reds, and the cost isn't going to be that much. So... I think this is kind of a nice little lottery ticket that the Reds should go after. They, they need something to replace Nick Castellanos and not just a, well, Nick Senzel's going to be okay, and I think we could roll with Tyler Aquin, and maybe Shogo figures out this whole thing known as hitting a fastball in Major League Baseball. I don't want them to do that. Clint Frazier could be the kind of gamble that the Reds should take, and I think they should go do it right now. But to be honest with you, whatever he is, is a reclamation project because if he's healthy whenever they sign him, it just is going to be remain, it, it remains to be seen how healthy he can be because we are talking about a guy. So I've talked about how Jesse Winker has never played more than 113 games. Clint Frazier's never played more than half that. In the 60s, he's never broken into the 70 game mark. He's just not been healthy and not really been a full-time player. So there would be a gamble. This is not a sure thing, but at least the upside on this gamble, I think, would be worth it. And I think the Reds should go for it. But that's going to do it for us here on today's Locked On Reds podcast. Thanks again for making Locked On Reds your first listen. Now go make Locked On Bets your second listen as your boy Q and Lee Sterling help you make some cash over at betonline.ag. Locked on bets is just like locked on reds, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Again, coming up tomorrow, I'm going to agree with a Cardinals fan, but it's only on why it's time to get Scott Rowland into the Hall of Fame. That's tomorrow. And, you know, it might be the offseason. Here at Locked on Reds, we're locked on Reds every single day. <laughs>